to this week's episode of See What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. And we're jumping right in. Just jumping right in. We didn't I sh- even... We I just showed, sat down, we pressed record. I, I showed up late, as per usual, so... Dude, it's... Oh, I guess it is 15, 10 minutes late. Shame on you. I know. I, got, I woke up late, and then I was like halfway here. My mom texts me, you forgot your wallet. And I'm like, well, I'll have to get it on my way. <laughs> my Why do you need your wallet? Way to work. What? Why do you need your wallet? Just because of my driver's license, in case yeah, I get pulled over. You're so old. Uh, you sound like my wife. I'm These old people. <laughs> I'm always cruising without my wallet, dude. I'm a really? rebel. You are a rebel. She's like, wait, your wallet. I'm like, screw it. I'm already. I'm already halfway gone. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I well, wanna I was gonna say I I, uh, I listened I, as a kind of a routine coming here. Okay. I always because when you send me your song for yeah. uh, they said it best mm-hmm. every week I listen to it like right away and then I always listen and I always listen to it again on my way here. Oh. And newfound I, well newfound glory yeah uh, is a band choice. I've always heard. I've always heard of, but yeah. never really listened to. But I really, oh. but that song and something I noticed about both of our selections, definitely different in tune than last week. Yes, so definitely. I'm interested because you know we'll I, you changed, and I'm interested to hear um, why you changed. Okay, too. So, um, other than that, what's new? How was your week? Um, my week was my week was good, dude. You posted a picture last night. I think what did I comment? Uh, Holy like, shit, dude. Something like that, yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. If you I don't know if you care if people follow you, but if you're not following Jake on Instagram, like what's wrong with you, dude? Get <laughs> off Instagram. You don't deserve to be on Instagram. Uh yeah, I just have been spending a lot of time with my camera. So it's just been, been Jake a lot of fun. Underscore Jacob. He's just going off with this little camera of his and yeah, dude, the sun flare. <sighs> Yeah, I was uh, fortunate to get that. It yeah. Was, Where yeah, is just, that? It's uh, Cedar Creek Grist Mill. Oh, just, yeah, uh, yeah, Just yeah. In, up from the Cedar Creek Grist Mill. Uh, Matt, Micah, and CJ, their mm-hmm. parents live right past there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, dude. Follow Jake on Instagram. He's killing it with the photos. Thank you. Yeah, um, anytime I can spend time with my camera, it's, it's relaxing, it's therapeutic, and mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to, to capture images that work really well so also sorry for this kind of like half-assed setup we got going on right here because we're moving so and clay and taryn are here mm-hmm. so they're in the other room oh you warned me you warned me last week we'd be okay. we'd be back in the old this in the old better in the old than i thought it was going to be though i thought we were going to be like using the boom mics and sitting on oh, the couch whatever man it's just it's sitting down and just being able to talk it doesn't matter where we have to do it as long as, as long as we get to do it um Okay, so I had a thought. This is I we're, I guess I'm just jumping straight into politics cuz I had a thought about I was thinking just about the world in general and the pandemic and mm-hmm. everything and I kind of wanted to get your thought because it was an international relations thought, which is not something that I'm usually thinking sure, about. Sure, okay. Um so I was thinking about just this growing tension in a globalized world, especially for, through the first three years of Trump's administration, mm-hmm. right? And and him saying, like, screw you, we're out, we want nothing to do with you guys, we're, we're going solo, America first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the actions were very much that way. Um, and the rest of the world, I, I almost, like, imagine the rest of the world, like, all right, like, go, dude, I guess. Like, what what can you do, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to make that choice, sure. But I feel like almost, and I have two points that kind of contradict my own point. Okay. But I see like I was wondering how you see it. If there's a more more isolationist 
kind of mindset for countries during the pandemic. Obviously, you and I talked or sent messages back mm-hmm. and forth about the European Union kind of coming together mm-hmm. to find a maybe maybe more of an economic solution to where they're going to go sure. from here. Yeah. Um, but I think almost that the pandemic requires the state the state to kind of like focus on itself and how they are going to solve the issue. So you had New Zealand who was just like, we're shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Nobody in, nobody out, get in your house. Yeah. And it it's like gone there. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you, so everybody's dealing with it differently. Yeah. But it's not a collect, it's not a global collective approach. No. Not that any, not that I could imagine there ever would be, but I'm just saying it's just interesting thinking about like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. This is what we're going to do mm-hmm. over here. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. What are your thoughts? I've got a lot. Um, So obviously the pandemic isn't, um, I mean, it's, it's a global, it's a global challenge because it it transcends, it transcends borders. And as you're in your, you're right. Like in each, um, in each, uh, each country has been dealing with it in their own way. And some have been successful at it. And we talked about with CJ, like how regime, like, it's easy to think that regime type uh, would have a, you know, would, would regime type, whether it's democratic or authoritarian would have better success at would be the determining factor right. on whether it'd be better success. And like in three different case studies, you found that certain authoritarian regimes have had catastrophic mm-hmm. um, uh, experiences with, with COVID due to their policies. And the same thing with some democratic regimes, see the United States. And so it's interesting. It's, it's interesting because I think that, your question, your, how this relates to international relations, and I think it's a direct reflect on, and it exposes a major misconception, I think, about the international system, and that is that the international system was never set up to be, at least not in, in terms of its structure, to really penetrate the hard boundaries of the state. Mm-hmm. So this this individual reaction to this global pandemic is very much endemic to the international system, the way it's constructed within the, within the established institutions. Right. And that is those institutions were set up primarily to protect the borders and the sovereignty of the nation state. Right. Okay. So um, I think that though you see um, certain I th- I, that's why I think you see all of these individual responses mm-hmm. and there's such a diversity of responses across across the globe and mm-hmm. the 200 something so- sovereign nations in the world the that being all that being said I think what you're what you are seeing is that um, you are seeing some collect like with the European Union minus Great Britain is that there are, I think what you're seeing is more re- regional, um, collect more regional collective responses, mm-hmm. more so than um, a global mm-hmm. re- global response. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Europe, especially the European Union, um, the Britain has never culturally seen itself as part of Europe. Right. It's very in, it's very insular in its nature because it's you know it's an island, so they've been able to like they see themselves as not being European. That's so weird. So it doesn't, it, that makes sense that they would like the Brexit was much as much a cultural 
like a cultural rejection of this one European identity Mm -hmm. as it was an economic rejection of it. Right. Rejection on its own and then or a pushback against intrusion of its own on its sovereignty. But the. I don't know this. So I I think what you're seeing is, is a regional is these regional responses because there's there are a lot of cultural ties in terms of in terms of in terms of regions around the world and i think that that is where you're seeing the best forms of collective action because you're right i don't think there really is any sort of there really isn't any push from any country to say let's find a global like a global standard whereas everybody's kind of dealing with it on their own and even within different countries you've got different different levels of executive control versus letting regional um, actors handle regional problems Mm -hmm. like within germany who is like basically merkel has said okay to each of the like the heads of their different provinces are going to have different responses whereas um, france was really came out really really hard and said this is our this is we're going to take a strong executive and germany and france have been the two um, leaders in terms of the European response, mm-hmm. but they have de- definitely very different responses within their own countries. So I don't know. I, it's it is it's very interest. It's an incredibly interesting case study in terms of international relations. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting. But also, like the UN has been almost silent, and the IMF and the World Bank Group, they're not. You're not seeing lending pack packages coming out to countries who are struggling economically with. Uh, with COVID nineteen mm. problems, and but, but the European Union just signed a seven hundred something billion dollar response. That money is going to be spent collectively mm-hmm. within the European Union. So like that's it's it's interesting. You've got so many different you have so many different countries going so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And what is I guess? But what does that what does that do? Does it does it eventually when the United States pulls its head out of its ass and? and realizes that it's better off being a part of these institutions did the rest of the world just as you said okay you're going to go do what you're going to do but when the united states tries to come back in and tries to sit back at its yeah. leadership role will it be able to do that dude the oh the rest of the i think europe is already pretty much found we can survive we can survive without you minus an existential threat right like an expansionist russia right we can we can survive on our own yeah that's a good point yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about like <clears throat> you sent me the article about um Russia and China. Russia loosens its belt. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just thinking about this, you know, that that Belt and Road initiative um is 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 take it's going to take cooperation of like multiple countries, right? Mhm. Right? It's spanning multiple countries, isn't well, it? Well, it's it's the biggest lending um China lends more to developing nations than um, the United States, Africa, uh, United States and Europe combined right. right now. So I mean, it's it's insane the amount of money that China is pouring in. But it's it's self in a lot of ways it's self serving. Yeah. Um. You, if you want to ner- learn more about the Belt and Road, um, Matt and I did a, a, a to the Republic episode on on mm-hmm. U.S. China mm-hmm. on Sino U.S. relations. You should listen to that one. So we don't have to get into it much too much here, but yeah, I mean it's um it, it's a it's a major massive global project by mm-hmm. China. I mean, it countries on every continent are receiving money from the Belt and Road Initiative. Still, still, okay. Because yeah. I don't know, I'm just thinking about like just relationships with 
different countries, and I don't know even know if this is a thing. You would know, obviously, more than I would. But just thinking about, like, uh, different, I don't know, different maybe economic plans between nations or trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just imagine more people or more nations kind of just going, like, kind of taking a step back from this globalized economy and every you know interacting with everybody or trying to make deals mm-hmm. here make deals there make deals there i'm just hearing less about even with donald trump and like him saying like oh russia this china he almost never says those nations anymore mm-hmm. any nations he's not talking about any international relations as much as he was and i feel like it's like maybe like we need to focus on us right now not the rest of the world yeah and I don't know if that attitude is just within the United States or with everywhere. Obviously not. We're talking about the European Union and like finding a way to help one another. I don't know. Just thinking. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it can, maybe just different ways the pandemic has affected. Well, it's definitely people. it's affected so much. I mean, you've you have um, you know the, the Yemen civil war, which has been ra- raging since 2013. Has basically gone into a ceasefire. That's what I'm stuff like that. Yeah, and exactly. That. You've got like five different warring factions within a small country of Yemen. Yeah, um, and they're not fighting right now That's because insane. of COVID. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's like yeah, yeah it, it has definitely shifted the priorities of just about every actor on on mm-hmm. the on the international stage. Right. Whether they're state actors, non-state actors, NGOs, all of that is basically like. We're halting all of our other plans to deal with this with this global right. with this global crisis, and yeah, I think there is an inward. I think there is an inward look. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's also recogni- a rec- a recognition that we all we can't that we can't all do it by our at least the ones that have been the most successful mm-hmm. have realized that we can't do this completely by our completely by ourselves. Yeah. Like Britain, you know, great. You, the UK just uh, just announced that they have um, successful first trials of their vac- of a vaccination. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I I felt kind of I felt like we lost, and I don't know. This oh, is, I felt wow. like I kind of felt like we lost. Like, yeah, you it's, would. It's like the United. <laughs> like that's supposed to be the United the United States. That that has been our like. Yeah. We're always at the forefront of medical but and we technological don't innovation science. And we don't value education. Well, the administration doesn't. We want everyone to go back to school, but we don't value education. No. Well, because it's it's more well amongst the right now the <laughs> the the ruling uh, administration and the minority of people that keep it and have kept it in power. The silent majority. The silent minority. <laughs> um, the, no, the loud the loud minority right. is what they are. They're not silent in any way, but the. Uh, they're they're not it's not education that they want they want no. they want well no they want adherence to a certain um ide- ideology it's the reason why they throw the word rhino around all the time right it's not enough to just claim you're a republican you have to you know you can't just be a republican in name only you have to you know you have to espouse openly uh-huh. support for trump at all at all turns yeah and yeah 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 they um I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying that I was like they're like they just need to open the schools back up. And I'm like why? 
I know for a fact that you're an anti-vaxxer, so you deny science, which is founded in learning and education. Mm-hmm. Why do you want your kids to go back to school if we don't believe in education? Well, free daycare. And she goes, uh, for, for socializing. I'm like, send them down to the park if you want them to socialize. There are ways to socialize. Yeah. That's not why. It is daycare. Mm-hmm. I know that's why people want their kids to go back. So that they can go back to work. And maybe that's true. Maybe people are struggling at home because they're watching their kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that struggle. Thank God I don't have kids in a pandemic, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm joking, but everybody yeah, says I, that. I know like, what you're saying. Yeah. Everybody says, like, oh, man, uh, being a parent is so hard during a pandemic. And, like, is there going to be some newfound respect for teachers? No. No. <laughs> no. No. It's just it. All of this isn't uh, just the 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 anti like and even the attitudes of like if there's a vaccination, I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about the the risk we're putting our teachers in by opening schools, like do it for the but and then and then it's all do it for the kids. But God forbid you ever ask for a pay raise. Oh, dude. Uh, Clay and I were talking about that the other day. He's like, man, teachers are stupid. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, well, they're not stupid. They're just, they're, they're, you know, they, they want to do good, right? Mm-hmm. The reason you and I initially wanted to be teachers and probably still will end, end up possibly being teaching, teaching one day is because we want, we, we, we want, there's something we value there, right? Mm-hmm. Of teaching the youth and like helping contribute to society in a meaningful way. There's a that's why teachers teach, I imagine, right? Mm-hmm. But they get paid shit. But because they feel that way, they ignore the pay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they end up buying supplies for, because the school is underfunded and blah blah blah. So he didn't mean stupid, but it it is essentially like, you know, you you're so passionate about this that you're willing to take less. But that's not fair. No. That's not fair. No, we as a society should be like we understand you may not like we understand that you're willing to make these sacrifices, but we as a society understand the the benefit that you as a person, just not only professionally, but just as a individual, the rarity that it is to to be like I have a calling to do something and I want to help yeah. mold the next generation to be to be like contributing successful members of our society. We as a the society today need to value that and be like, we're not going to let you make that sacrifice because we also see the benefit that you play. I wish, dude. But that's never <laughs> going to happen. This is never. No, I mean, humans in general are self-interested and let alone our society, which has the most. I don't know. I haven't been to Europe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say I don't know of a of a more of a of a post-industrial nation with an established, like that's not an authoritarian like that's right that doesn't have just clamps like an authoritarian state that has clamps on media and clamp and just like and then state run like education everything like right where it's just it's just filling uh its education system with propaganda but an actual like legit free society that has an established public education system that knows its own history and its own civics less than the oh. united than the united states it just it in in that breeds this this unrealistic view of the role that education or just the state the gov- government and how the individual lives within that system 
because dude nobody want nobody in this freaking country wants to wear a mask yeah Be- not only because like you can deny okay, you you can deny this you can deny this like I, I or you can just say i don't think masks especially not like the cloth ones right are effective and so where should i have to wear one mm-hmm. even if you don't even if you think that way right shouldn't you then at least fall back on the on the knowledge that i'm a member of society even if i don't think it's helping it at least alleviates the fear of the people around me mm-hmm. enough that i should care about other people yeah but yet no how many people don't yeah they don't give a shit it's a giant fuck you to to who i don't know everybody they 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 them how many times do you hear do you just read that on facebook or in conversations yes just the this this omnipresent they always like it's just they they like oh (laughs) they haven't said that or they are doing this or they're trying to take this well who who can you identify they well and it's like the argument is that they're trying to control us right Mm -hmm. or or whatever it might be but then i saw you know one of those memes that just like just said it so well it's like you mean the government who has all their information, all, every, all every, everything they'd ever want to know about you that you share on Facebook is fed to the government. They have your social security number, a number that literally identifies you at birth. They have your, you know, mm-hmm. there's so yeah. much they track. Yeah. But wearing a mask is about control. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in perspective, if you're going to if you're going to protest a mask, protest social security numbers, protest Facebook tracking. Protest Google. Protest. Oh, these are the same people who have their location markers on all apps on all their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. You mean every? You mean corporations know exactly where you are at every moment, yeah. but you don't want to wear a mask because of them. Yeah, they, they. I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either, dude. And I don't get why we're... F- I don't know. Do you have a direction you want to go from here? I was thinking about some things, but yeah. Okay, go no, ahead. no, go. No, no go. where were you thinking? I was just going to say, I I, am, I also don't get how we've ended back up at the at the anthem protests. Like the protests of the anthem yeah, protests. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love... I don't know if you've watched bas- basketball's back, baby. Basketball's it is back. back. Did you see Jok- Jokic? Did you see what Denver did? They started Dude. three seven footers. Did they? Mm-hmm. Did you see the like the flail when he threw the botch that his, pass? Yeah, his eighth turnover of the day. Was it eight? Eight. That oh, was eight. Oh no! Well, naturally, because well, they, of that. well they started him at point guard. What? Yeah. They started Mason Plumley, Bull Bull, so, and, and Nikola Jokic. They uh, started three seven footers for the scrimmage. So CJ Net, uh, sent that like whining video of Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course he sends the infamous Chris Paul. Chris and Paul and Blake Griffin and, and, oh. <laughs> oh, so good. Um. Anyways, so I back, we'll get back to your point, yeah. but I wanted to say is like. Right on the court, big bold letters, Black Lives Matter. Can't miss it. Yeah. The NBA, um, as much as they don't stand up to China, which is a different topic. Yeah. Um, they are I love how unapologetic mm-hmm. and unafraid they are mm-hmm. to su- to support a an issue that is plagued society for such a long yeah. time. But also some in in just even from just a more like just a 
from just a like a public like a humans relations like a HR like standpoint yeah in terms of a company like caring about its employees right. the players understanding that this is a major deal for a sport that is predominantly played by African Americans mm-hmm. at least the majority of their players are African American understanding like this is really really important to them and we're going to allow them to express themselves right. and we're going to do everything we can institutionally within within the framework that is the National Basketball Association to help promote give our players the platform and the freedom to speak about the issues that they care about. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that because there's the other sports leagues are so far behind the NBA when uh, it comes to that. I was just thinking about this. Yeah. Um, MLS. Okay. Has I mean, been yeah. freaking awesome. Okay. Well, I, this is my own built in bias. I don't consider the MLS. A, <laughs> I, a it's literally sport. a major I, league. I know. It's just, it's soccer. It's awesome. Uh, I don't watch it. So See, I'm, you're, like, I, I'm you're telling you, the problem. I'm biased. I understand. I fully admit that I, when I talk about major sports uh, in the United NWSL? States, I don't even consider soccer in my mind. Like it doesn't even register in my mind. You're garbage person uh, i'm not denying it <laughs> but that's but that's that's interesting though because the the people that are complaining about the national anthem mm-hmm. if 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 all the teams in the mls every single team if all of them knelt during the national anthem mm-hmm. it wouldn't even register no because two guys on what, the Giants was it the Giants? Yeah, Neil. I don't know if it was two guys, but it, it was like it wasn't. It was it was less than half the team. Yes, they kneel, and everybody loses their minds because it's America's sport. It's baseball. Yeah. If it's football, we love football in America. Yeah. If it's soccer, Jake's half asleep and he doesn't care. <laughs> well, this is yeah, great insight true. right here. That's into true. America. That is true. I don't Jake is America. I don't care about <laughs> soccer. But but I mean, I, I've, does, admit, I've admitted that I'm biased. No, but I mean, neither does the majority of the United States. No, they don't care about soccer. Soccer is very much an, a, in a global sport. Right. Yeah. And it's probably least popular here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and in Canada, probably hockey is the number one. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's these sports like MLS. The Timbers all had instead of their names, they had um, victims who have been died of died of police per- brutality or or in police custody Mm -hmm. their names were all the names of people who have died wow um the national women's soccer league did the same thing really yeah the thorns they're actually a team and they're cool i've heard of them they won the championship like a year ago two years ago i heard that i went to a playoff game it was awesome i like soccer jake i know you do (laughs) anyways get bored but think about that like the 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 more the sport is valued in the nation, mm-hmm. the more egregious it is that they're kneeling mm-hmm. during the national anthem. Yeah, the, the MLS is an American league, yeah. American soccer league. They're mostly European players, yeah. but there are some you know American players. So maybe that's it. I don't know, but they're all they're they're. They're standing in unity against this, with this Black Lives Matter movement, and and you know, um, Rapino mm-hmm. she knelt during the national anthem, maybe because it was on the on the national international stage that she knelt that it was a big deal. Well, and then she was representing the United States, right? Right. Yeah. 
So maybe that's it. Like football represents. I, I, th- I think that that was that was the next step. I think that was the next step was it's not just a value evaluation by an American culture of that right. sport. It is how representative rep- representative that sport is of American culture. Right. And football, exactly. baseball and somewhat basketball mm-hmm. is represented at least by the dominant culture yeah. of the United States, yeah. which is white America. Right. And baseball, football is is seen in a lot of ways as a as like an institution of american culture right so i I will say this about soccer i've been to a few games i've watched it a bunch on tv Mm -hmm. right playoffs championship whatever i feel and maybe this is biased but i feel like the soccer the mls the soccer league and and world is far more inclusive as far as like its fans and representation mm-hmm. um, than the rest of the leagues in the United States. Um, I feel like the focus on on separation and like hate is which team you support. You go to you go to a game and there's there are Black Lives Matter flags, there are rainbow flags, there are there's representation of all kinds of groups of people mm-hmm. at these games. And I th- would say that the next uh, that I see, and this is just because I'm biased as well, but NBA, you go to the Blazers games and they have Pride Night and and things like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't. Does the NFL have Pride Night? You better not. I if unless you want to get <laughs> beer poured on you, you probably don't show up with a rainbow flag to an NFL. That's game. terrible. It is. I mean, it is. Like I've had beer poured on me for for wearing the jersey of a different team. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Uh, in 2015, the Detroit Lions will host the NFL's first official LGBT Pride Night. In which which Detroit Lions? In what year? 2015. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe there is. I don't know. I'm just saying. Soccer's tight. <laughs> I mean, it's. I will tune in when it's like um. Like I love the international. Maybe it's just like have the international competition. No, I've never. You have gotta been. go to a game, dude. It's way different. I had it. There was just there was another point I was going to make, and now I can't remember. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't. It's not your fault. Um. Now, anyway, they. So, kneeling. Oh, we're back you, to kneeling. No, European. Okay. Well, okay. So you're talking about soccer being inclusive. Yeah. I don't. I I wonder if it's because it's not part of American mainstream culture that it's mm-hmm. a, that it is because everybody I've I've listened to or have or have known that have gone to European football like matches mm-hmm. especially in England like they have legit like goon squads of yeah. that go out and fight each other but before what are they and after games them for? just be, just to fight but but based on what identity to the team exactly yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Murder the other team. Yeah, but <laughs> that's that's the that's like the level of divisiveness that right. you see amongst NFL. Maybe not to the level, oh. but like to NFL, the fandom to NFL teams I, in the United yeah, States. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder because oh, soccer. Okay. I wonder because the closer that a the closer that this, that soccer, like the sport, is a representative of the of the of the nation right the more entrenched people become in their fandom 
Oh. Because it doesn't seem like the MLS that Timbers fans are going to just go and like shout obscenities at they you know, will. Seattle, will they? They will. At Seattle fans? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe then I'm wrong then. I don't know if there's know. a goon squad, but that's why I'm saying you need to go to a game mm-hmm. because sitting in a crowd. <laughs> Look, I love Blazer games. In Blazer games, there's, there's a. There's almost like a, uh, for me even, I mean, a respect. Like, I like multiple teams. I like the Phoenix Suns. I like the Portland Trailblazers. And more more games than any, I've seen the Suns and the Blazers play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me going to game, I'm not like heckling the Suns because I like the Suns. So it's not too much of a banter, right? Um, but even, even when I've sat there and I've seen like, other fans for other teams in the stadium sitting next to Blazer fans, there's still like a camaraderie of like, like jabbing each other, Mm -hmm. right? It's a playful jab. Um, Being in the Timber Stadium is vicious. (laughs) Like I was sitting there one time I went with my brother and we're sitting there and we, we had never gone to a game. I had gone to games prior with Jen's work and they 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 like rented the whole like uh goal end the whole area mm-hmm. and it was like catered and we sat with people from her work so everybody's like acting professional because these are people you work with right but then we got tickets my brother and i and we went and we sat in the crowd and we're sitting there and, <laughs> and we're, like, we're like let's go get a beer so we start the game off with a beer we sit down and we're sipping our beer and the ref makes a call and this woman Sitting next to my brother is like, motherfucker, where are you fucking blind? Like at the top of her lungs, screaming as loud as she can at the refs. Wow. And then everybody around me starts like saying the worst things to the refs. The worst things to the refs. Turns out that woman was a high school teacher of my brother's. Really? <laughs> Crazy. That's crazy. So I that's why I want you to go because you get in there and it's like we are an army. We mm-hmm. are the Timbers army and we are one and we will murder you hmm. for the win. Okay. It's just it's interesting. It's way more intense when you're there. Okay. Obviously if you're watching on a screen, I I like watching it now because I've been at a game so I can I can feel the swells of emotion or anticipation that I felt when I was in the crowd because as much as it is just running mm-hmm. back and forth, each tackle, each steal, each pass is so calculated and, and it matters in a way that probably people don't, who don't like soccer won't get. But yeah, I don't know. I, we're going to go to a game. All we're right, gonna fine. Go. Okay, fine. When, and, uh, goes, when, they allow, when they allow people to go sit yes. in the stands again. Oh, that's terrible. But the... the, the <laughs> For me, I, I, I'm the most obnoxious person at Blazer games. I am Are so you? obnoxious. This one time, because oh, this, okay, this, me and my friend Matt and my friend Keenan, we it was like it was a game where it snowed, and we're like, okay, if we, it, we're all we're all three of us were at work at Fisherman's, okay. and we're like, if we close early, we're going to buy game, we're going to buy tickets to the uh, to the Blazer game, yeah. and because it had snowed and it was icy, like everybody was trying to sell their tickets last second, so we got like lower, we no. got like mid 100 level tickets for like 25 bucks, <gasps> dude, it was stupid, we just like, oh, that's so, genius, so we just like, and the store closed early, so we bought them right away on StubHub on our phones, went to the game and sat there, dude, every time Matt Barnes touched the ball, I yelled, F you, Matt Barnes, every <laughs> single time he touched the ball, and dude, I was having, I I'm, I am so obnoxious when it saying, comes to Blazer are games. Are you saying that at the 300 level? Yes. 
Are you? Yes, I am obnoxious oh. when it comes. To, when it's when it, we'll have to go to a blaze. We have to. We yes. have. I can't believe we could never go to a blazer game depressing. together. But when we're allowed to go to games again, we're going to a blazer game together. It was up, Harrison, <laughs> and uh, and they're just um, they're just uh, yeah. You know, he's good. Okay. And um, you're loving. Yeah. He's so needy now. Um, that's hilarious because I'm not like that. I don't know why I'm not like that. Like in my in my living room on my TV, I'm not even like that. No, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Oh just... gosh, I am the most. We've never. I don't think we've even sat down and watched a Blazer game together. Nope. I am. I am obnoxious. I think the only person I get that way with is Russell Westbrook. Okay. Yeah. You you've been the recipient of my mass texting. Yeah, yeah. When it comes for to sure. Blazer games, that's how I am. Just in person, Cougar games. Yeah. Cougar football, Blazer basketball, and. Jets football. We have to do two of the three. You can't be with me on a Jets game. I don't want to be. With no, me on a Jets nobody game. wants to be around me when I'm watching <laughs> the Jets. Um, dude. Uh, also, we should we should film those and put them up for content. I'll film myself watching a Jets game this okay. season. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me. When I move, um, I don't think I forgot. For those who have listened and been listening, but when we move and when I get the new pod space open up, I am. And I plan on filming and posting and putting together a video of Jake playing Wii Sports for the first time. So that's <laughs> okay. still a plan. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah we're doing that. Um, dang, that was a sports rabbit hole. But anyways, yes, we're back to kneeling. Back to kneeling. Back to being mad about kneeling. Yeah. I just demo- I I don't really have anything else to say. I'm just I'm just over with people trying to def- define patriotism patriotism over and over so um something i came across this morning that just that um got my goat a bit was uh-huh. mitt rom uh senator mitt romney uh i follow his page like his senator's page on facebook mm-hmm. or his, like i don't know if it's personal i don't think it's his it's some it's something ran by him or his campaign or something right. it just says mitt romney then um uh, 82nd airborne paratrooper was killed in syria in, in the line of duty uh this morning and he posted about it because he's senator from Utah, and he said, "You know, the, this man has passed." Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The amount of hate and vitriol thrown at Mitt Romney for making that post was disgusting. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're saying like, "Oh, you're the right, like you're right on this is nothing but a political ploy. You don't care about, you don't care about um our our troops. You don't you don't thinking. care about yeah you don't care about our troops because you stand with the with the people who kneel for our national anthem." Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Like here's here's a here's a post to to a soldier who yeah. just died in the line of duty to def- like d- defending our flag. You don't get to determine what that. And then they're like, and then and this one person, this one, this one. There's multiple comments, but this one stuck out stood out to me. It's like when I when I see this and I read this, it makes me think of all of the people who um who kneel for the who kneel for the flag and don't respect men like this whoa sad and i was like sad. you've got to be kidding me like i i had a whole thing typed out then i just left it because there's no point in commenting to this person because they're never they're never going to I'm never going to change their mind and it's you don't know what that soldier what that soldier felt like no he as far as you know he could have supported the people who were kneeling you don't know so stop making his sacrifice about yourself uh the dude the navy guy the guy from the navy who yeah. got beat down by the federal officers mm-hmm. he's just standing there getting his ass beat by them and everybody shits on him 
And then people in the comments were like, well, not everybody. Uh, this just proves that um, uh, some people in the military are, are just as fucking stupid as everyone else or something like that. So you support the troops, but only when when they're backing your mm-hmm. arguments or your your stance or yeah, what? Your, or what? Ver- your version of America. Your version of patriotism. Yeah. Him standing against federal agents coming into Portland against the wills of the state and the city. Sounds pretty patriotic to me. Yeah. It but sounds, no, he's a monster. He's an idiot. He's it, a, he doesn't know anything. It sounds like he is taking his oath of his his sworn oath as a as a member of the military mm-hmm. to protect America from enemies, both foreign and domestic. And I would think that an executive overreach uh, warrants his attention. Yeah. It yeah. warrants all of our attention as as American citizens. It warrants all of our attention, all of ours attention. No, but they're burning the buildings down, Jake, and they're they're starting. They're 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 being they're destroying the city. I know you. I'm sure you know this, but I don't know if all of our listeners do. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you read what um, Homeland Security's um, justification were for sending troops outside of the federal building? Maybe. Like what what the the vandalism was? What was it? Graffiti. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. And they're like, yeah, we've had we've had forty seven instances of graffiti. If graffiti is violence, then what what do you define what happened to Breonna Taylor? What do you ha- what do you define what happened to George Floyd? If graffiti is violence, don't uh, don't don't resist, please. Breonna Taylor got murdered in her own house. Don't re- well, don't was- don't sleep in your own bed <laughs> in America. I mean, is that the def- Is that what we're saying? They'll find a justification. It's disgusting, dude. It doesn't okay. matter. I, I haven't said anything, but so I'll call him my friend. But I worked with this guy almost 10 years ago. We worked together for like four years. Um, He's the youngest person in the, I think, in the Northwest or in the state of Washington to die of COVID. This this guy, you know, it, it, we're not we're not friends, right? We didn't talk. We'd banter about sports on mm-hmm. Facebook, and when I'd see him, we'd hug, right? Yeah. And I saw him a few months ago, him and his fiance, when we were both leaving a movie, and he was coming to a movie, right? We hugged. Hey, it's good to see you. Like, we were mm-hmm. close enough to hug, right? Um, he dies of COVID, and he was just about to get married. They had to postpone their wedding. They were just closing on a house, like... He had just moved up like he was still working for the company that we had worked for when I was, you know, 10 years ago. And he had moved up into like account executive like he, he was crushing it. Right. And he dies of covid and the comments on that. Like now covid death has a face for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it scares the shit out of me because he's the same age as me. And now I'm hypersensitive to mask wearing and now I'm hypersensitive to hand washing. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it has a personal effect on me. I've seen a face. He's dead, dude. I, I can't, I can't even comprehend it. Like I see the picture of him and I'm like, how, how is he dead? And it's because of this pandemic, right? And, and the comments are like, Oh, cause of death. This is one that I saw that just infuriates me, but there's everybody. The, the hospitals are all, all attributing COVID deaths to no matter what. Right. If you if you die of COVID or if you die of something else, but you have COVID, they're going to call it a COVID death is what the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. is. So one comment was like, oh, he died of COVID after he got hit by a bus. 
and just like people are fucked people are fucked like this 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 is a man who's dead because of the pandemic and so now at work i'm a i am a freak about put your mask on what are you doing get away from me like six feet like i wasn't like that so much but now i i am Mm -hmm. and i'm like i said i'm like dude do you realize that like one of my friends just died of covid like back up and this person goes uh yeah but what were his underlying conditions literally the autopsy report said there were zero there were zero underlying conditions for his health he died of covid-19 but nobody wants to believe that and it's it's it just gets back to the comments of like and i'm using this as an example to talk about the comments that people mm-hmm. make that society makes yeah. um it's 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 heartbreaking that he died right and his poor fiance is now having to, you know i'm i'm crying cuz my dog died which in you know we can't compare right and we always say mm-hmm. that right and my sadness might be just as equal to hers um but it's still sad right that my dog died but her she lost her partner for mm-hmm. the rest of her life they were planning their life and he dies because of covid-19 and nobody wants to believe it not nobody thank thankfully there are people who he had such a big circle of connections and friends and 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 just people, right? So now all these people are now a voice of like, wear your fucking mask, and it just spreads out from him, mm-hmm. right? Which is yeah. great. But this denial and this, it, it's just weird, dude. And that's getting me now into another comment kind of thing. Like, rest in peace, Dan. Like, it's heartbreaking, and you know. Um, he has a GoFundMe if you guys want to check it out. Um, uh, maybe I'll post a link on Say What You Mean or on my, on my personal page. I know I have. But uh, Dan Tran, he, he was written about in the Colombian and, and all over in local news. But uh, And they all posted links to his um, GoFundMe, which helps his, uh, his fiance and stuff. So check it out. But what I want to talk about next is, is Ted Wheeler last night going down in downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and everybody just it goes back to what you're saying of like Mitt Romney trying to post the right thing trying to say the right thing not even say the right thing he's just being a human being yeah and uh, people just saying it's a political ploy Ted Wheeler last Ted Wheeler during the first like after the first nights of the of the um protests and stuff there things got trashed Mm -hmm. he was out there cleaning up trash whether or not you agree or disagree with him politically, he's out there trying to help yeah. in some form. And people are talking shit about him, right? Mm-hmm. And last night, he he goes and walks with the protesters. And look, I want to stand with the movement. And I do stand with the Black Lives Matter movement, right? But And, and, and you can see that there are, there are those in the the larger groups who who are doing the right thing right what defines the right thing right mm-hmm. walking silently with signs or bashing a corporation's window who defines what is right not me i'm not going to do it but what i am going to say is like he's out there and he's trying to show that i he's showing get these fucking feds out of here that's why he's mm-hmm. out there right but people are just just saying it's a political ploy and like get the hell out of here and like did you see the list of demands the list of demands cracked me up. I'll find it. Hold on. Uh, 
So they like put up on the sign or like they like projected a list of demands for Ted Wheeler. Um, but as he's walking, people were like, you know, what are you going to do about this? And what are you going to do about that? And he's, he's walking with them and he's answering their questions, um, which I mean, you kind of have to respect it. People were saying it's too little too late. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it while I look this up? What do I, th- I think about Ted Wheeler being out amongst yeah. the protesters? Yeah. I mean, I think I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's not. I, I, you can't. You can only infer intent, right? So right. I'm not. I'm going to try to do that because that's just that's stupid. I will. I just did it like six times. Infer intent, like yeah. that it wasn't a political boy or was a political oh, boy. Oh no, I think that it was to because he was talking and he was saying like, "Get these effing feds out of here." Yeah, I mean, I just have to. I mean, I'm just going to take him at his word that you know he's out there showing solidarity, right? Um. And I think that he's the guy that is bearing the brunt of yeah. of the the federal government's, at least this administration's, attempt at seeing how far it can go. That's insane. So I think him showing his, I think him showing his face and saying, "Hey, like this is my city. Yeah, I'm the the executive of this city, the elected official of this city. I'm the representative." of the people of this city. Yes. I'm going to be amongst them in the vanguard going against what I feel and what I think the majority of the of the country feels. Excuse me. Is a clear by clear constitutional violation in overstep by the executive by the by the yeah. chief by the executive yes. branch of the federal government. And I applaud him for being out there. And yeah. yeah, there's a lot that I disagree with Ted Wheeler for. Right. Drive through Delta Park and tell me if his home like if he's doing a good job of, <laughs> of figuring out the, the homelessness homelessness issue right. of his city. But regardless, I, I, I mean I support him being out there. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Not how many mayors would go and put themselves in harm's way. And he got tear gassed for he his got efforts. Tear gassed. Yeah. So I mean uh, a few weeks ago, Inslee went out to Eastern Washington to talk with the communities about COVID. Mm-hmm. He got booed off the stage. But I, regardless of how I, 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 I view his politics, I applaud him making the effort of going out there and standing in front of people he knows are going to hate on him. Yeah, but he's well, trying. Well, and, and and that undercuts their their notion of well, Seattle doesn't care about our mm-hmm. side of the state. I mean, yeah. he went out there to talk to you guys and you didn't want to listen to him exactly that's so frustrating yeah so these are the this is what was projected on the wall theodore fancy seeing you here these are our demands this is so annoying to me number one defund the portland police by 50 percent at least and reinvest into the communities especially the black community okay number two free all the pro free all protesters from jail Okay. Number three, get the feds out of Portland. Okay. Number four, <laughs> so stupid. You, Ted Wheeler, need to resign. How the hell are you going to get the rest of the shit done if he resigns, <laughs> you idiots? It's, it's just stupid. Come resign? Yes. Why do they want him to resign? Dude, they were chanting like, fuck Ted Wheeler and like the telling him protesters? to protesters? Yeah. Why? Because he's a politician. So we're not supposed to have any executive? Nothing. Oh, see, this just shows that the the, the average pop 
If he resigns, then what? Who comes in? Now you have a new target, a new face. Just we'll give him a chance and, for a month and a half until and then we'll until say until he doesn't until he is a or a she. progressive or yeah. They, did I say he or they? He said he. Oh my bad. <laughs> um. Yeah. See. Yep. Got to grow. Got but have they, to grow. But they. They. That's they. That's the, them. The next person to take office. Yeah. Um. The next person to take office would be will be fine until they don't check every box and then they're just a progressive in name only yeah um it's the ideological authoritarianism well total which the the term for that is totalitarianism Mm -hmm. that is that exists on both sides of the extremes right now in our country yeah and both lack a basic understanding of civics which is case which is exemplified by we want these three things done which have to be done through ex- like executive <laughs> yes, action <Jake. laughs> but then we also want you to resign yes like and oh, i'm so glad you said that that's the point i kept thinking is like we want all this done we know we it has to we rely on the government to get it done but resign from the government <laughs> Come on, dude. So it, it's 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 so frustrating. Yeah, it's so frustrating, and it makes you wonder. Like, okay, you're out there shouting, but know what you're shouting about. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking, right? right? I will support. I support anybody's right to protest. Anybody's. Yeah. But show, like, know what you're shouting about. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Just know what you're yelling about. Yeah. That is all I ask. Because if you're going to disrupt, if you're going to disrupt my life. Mm-hmm. my ability to travel or do whatever right you're going to disrupt you're going to disrupt society's ability to function normally mm-hmm. that is your right to do that right. and i will in whatever it takes for me like if i have for me to make my own sacrifice so that you can go out and ex- exercise your constitutional right to assemble and f- a free speech great but you also <laughs> i don't know maybe this is just me assigning me assigning like uh, a value but I feel like you should at least know what you're shouting about. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're saying defund the police, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just want to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And neither side can do that. The freaking clown from Patriot Prayer just bull what is it, bullhorning the um uh the Department of of uh Department of Health and yeah. What did you send me? Who did I don't remember? You know, anyway, just some representative from the Department of Health or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, dude, what do you? What do you want? Yeah. I, I, I'm and just... also, if you're freedom fighter, and you're and the government is trying to do this, and the government's trying to do that, your your boy Donald Trump literally sent federal agents into a state and city who objected to it. What about states' rights? Well, not only that, but it's harassing. They're not even... They're har- They're not being read their rights. No, they're being detained until the person asks for a lawyer or for a warrant, and then they get released. Really? All of those smash and grab... All those, those, all of those, like, just smash and grabs mm-hmm. that they're doing, they're just... Har- those, are har- those are just harassment tactics. My brother got... Brother's friend got grabbed. Really? He was standing there. You can watch the video. He was streaming on Twitch, mm-hmm. and he's standing there, and he's walking past them, filming them. As they're all lined up, and he's just walking along with everybody, and then you just see one guy, one of the, the the officers, he just like lunges at him and tackles him, and they snatched him. And the family was posting on Facebook like, "We don't know where he is. We haven't heard from him. We saw the live stream. We saw him get grabbed. We don't know where he's at." Then it was an update that he was waiting in some cell somewhere for a uh, 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 federal charges, waiting for federal charges. But you watching the video, he's just walking. 
filming them. Mm-hmm. And boom, just tackled. Yeah. And it's an eight-minute video. So eight minutes prior to him getting tackled, you're watching the whole thing. Make no mistake, Portland Portland was a was a was a was a guinea pig for how much Trump thought thinks he can get away with. Yeah. And now he just announced yesterday that he's going to expand his um expand federal uh, federal officers into more cities. Yeah. Cities ran by Democrats. This is the 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 feds coming in is okay because that side is deemed it okay. Mhm. It's not constitutional and even trying like spe- I don't even want to waste my breath trying to describe how why it's unconstitutional because if you don't know you don't care. Yeah. You you just you don't care no matter how much I try to tell you that it's unconstitutional ultimately you don't care because for you the constitution begins and ends but they're destroying with, federal buildings with what with what you deem is con- with, with whatever you be- the the constitution only exists in so far as it it upholds my ability to do what I want when I want. Right. And if it doesn't, and I can't find a, a constitutional justification for what I want to do, well, then I'll just ignore it. So I'm not going to waste my breath even attempting to try to break down the, the unconstitutional <laughs> unconstitutionality of these this action by the Trump administration. Right. So what I'm going to focus on is the absolute incompetence and in just ignorance that comes that is both systemic of, in this administration because of the loss of brain trust due to this president's inability to take any sort of criticism and firing those who who have who know anything about the topics or the issues in the bureaucracies that they put in put in been put in place by this president to run because anybody who knows counterinsert in counterinsurgency doctrine in the the u.s field manual on how to handle insurgencies would would know that this is the worst response yeah to, to handle insurgency there are agi- there are agitators in portland that wanted this oh yeah they wanted an overreaction by the federal government for this purpose why because an overreaction makes it sympath makes them sympathetic there was i think the numbers had dropped down to a hundred protesters mm-hmm. in this streak that there it was like 55 days yeah. or something they were doing it and it had gone down to a hundred people protesting that doesn't mean that people aren't standing and aren't with black lives matter you mm-hmm. know but the protest naturally is dying down right federal agents come in they're just growing because now people are protesting the overreach of the federal government. Exactly, and you start you start grabbing people and start harassing those people. Yeah, dude, that just shows that Trump has never opened the book. Doesn't listen to doesn't listen to anybody mm-hmm. because the people in the street they always win. Yeah, because all it takes is for one of these tra- CBD officers. These aren't even like tr- people who are trained in crowd control. Yeah, these aren't people. These aren't officers who are equipped. Meant like with training, the mental training or the physical training with how to handle this situation. So this is why you're seeing overreactions by these officers. They're put into situations that they're not even trained for. Trained for, right? So they're seeing all it takes, dude. He is playing with fire, especially by 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 expanding this. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for one young officer to go loud, and you've got a dead protester on yeah. your hands, and this country is going to go up in a fucking powder like yeah. a powder keg. Yeah. 
it, it, it's this is so irresponsible that either he is so ignorant that he doesn't understand the potential ramifications of this or he's purposefully fanning these flames and just dumping gunpowder on it and hoping yeah. hoping that it's going to light i don't know i can't infer yeah i all i can do is try to infer so i'm not going to but either way this either shows a gross ignorance of of history and mil and just in in police and military strategy, mm-hmm. or it just shows that this this man is so self serving that he was willing to let the country burn and rule over the ashes. Mm-hmm. I, I I I either way the 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 conclusion isn't isn't good. No. That being said, like there's historical precedent. Have you do you remember the 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 bonus we were reading about the bonus army in Doctor Sinclair's class? Mm-hmm. Remind me. So the bonus army was it happened in 1932, mm-hmm. um, and it was um, the federal government is in the height of the uh, of the depression, and the federal government had at one point promised World War One veterans that they would get uh, bonus checks okay. for their time in service. Yes, and they weren't getting them, mm-hmm. and so veteran world war one veterans from all over the country went and built shanty towns all over washington dc i remember and then hoover because he felt like they were an eyesore uh ordered the one on pennsylvania avenue right next to the white house to be removed Mm -hmm. well um you have different the the military that and he used the military to do this led by one general douglas macarthur macarthur who was um always never always wanted to be in the headlines not only did he remove the pennsylvania one on Pennsylvania, um, but originally law enforcement. There's a really good article in the Washington Post about it. But ultimately, uh, the local the local um, the local police department had it handled. Mm-hmm. MacArthur came in with mounted cavalry, mm-hmm. which caused an in, which caused an overreaction by the veterans, who then lashed out. Mm-hmm. And now you had there was multi- multiple veterans end up ended up getting shot. Then MacArthur, against Hoover's, um, against Hoover's uh, own explicit instructions not to remove any other encampments other than the Pennsylvania Avenue one, then goes and removes multiple other encampments, mm-hmm. um, causing more people to get injured, and then goes and then goes on air while Hoover at midnight while Hoover is still asleep while Hoover's asleep president Hoover's asleep and and then talks about how he had intel which never been corroborated that the um the veterans in these camps were going to try to overthrow the white house and the in the federal government mm-hmm. just just making up a narrative how many parallels do you see too to many. that too many that is a great historical example jake and that's why you were the host of this show. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's, but that's a great example. That's a great example. And veteran veterans veterans died. Yeah. There was something like several hundred injured and two two were killed. Why? Yeah. Because of an overreach by the federal government. Yep. In the use of federal forces that weren't necessary with people who weren't trained to do that resulted in a catastrophe. Yeah. This is where we're heading. People are going to die. Yeah. They're going this is this this doesn't end. This isn't going to end well. This isn't going to end the way that you think it's going to end just by and maybe the people who are are championing 
the use of federal forces to put down them liberals mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't care about the lives of those of their fellow Americans. Maybe That's, maybe we've gotten to the point where yeah. those people deserve. You know, how many people at at my work make jokes about buying hunting licenses for Portland. Jesus, well, I sell dude. them a hunting license and like, well, can I get my tag for the protesters? Shit like that. Wow. See, that's the one thing that that I keep coming back to. If there are American citizens, if there are people who live in the country that I live in, that I that I work to teach with mm-hmm. to the Republic with you or this show. If there are people out there who feel like they're treating less than or they feel like they're not equal to everybody else or they don't have an equal chance or equal ability to participate then fuck the government and fuck the establishment. Because if they're not going to help these people, mm-hmm. then fucking do something. Because it's not, I am I am not okay with any other American feeling like that in the country that they live in. Yeah. How can you or anyone be okay with that? Not you specifically, the general I, I, you. I know, yeah. The but, general they, them, you. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, How? And for them to say shit like that, for the comments to be made on a friend who died, for the comments to be made on Mitt Romney, those are examples of the people, how people really are. Mm-hmm. are do we only behave because of social repercussions? What is it? And are you an American? Do you want to define patriotism? Because to me, it's not giving not giving a fuck about your fellow Americans is not patriotic. And that's me defining it. That's fine. But... If you're going to define it as kneeling during a national anthem, but then say, fuck Americans. Let's take a look at that, you idiots. Yeah, that's it. That's the most infuriating thing about me, that people are literally saying, like, we are not treated the same in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to evaluate this. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, can I get a license to kill that person who's saying that? I don't get it. I, it's. It's troubling. I mean, I th- these it's all it's all tough talk until yeah. I mean until they someone had actually they just because they don't have anybody in their lives yes. who's a protester yes. or have anybody in their lives who've been affected by racism of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for them to be like, "Oh, you're just you're just a whine. You're just a whiner. You're trying to come take. You're trying to come take um, something from me." Yeah, and they view this as like you're just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly how they view it, right. but because they don't have any, they, there's, they don't have the, because of their lack of, I don't know, just knowing, I guess, knowing anybody, mm-hmm. knowing anybody who, who does, who is on the other side there, there's no face to it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you talking about now there's a face to COVID and it's right. changed your behavior. They don't, I think most of these people don't That's have anybody point. that they can place a face to. And I think at this point, if you don't have a way of putting a face to the other side of this divide between the black, I mean, I guess what we're going to define maybe as the black lives matter side or the size of racial and of racial justice, whatever. If you're the person saying like those people need to shut up and you don't have a, a face like you can place to that, that is on you. Yeah. Because there are so many people making that information available mm-hmm. on social media for free. Yeah. You can go to any publication and there are so many opinion pieces, op-eds, 
actual news reporting that is saying like here's the faces of people you have people uh, celebrities all over like celebrities from all over the spectrum athletes movie stars what politicians talking about their own experience like african-americans talking about their own experiences Mm -hmm. with racism and if you're not listening that's on you you are you are purposefully shutting yourself off regardless the 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 end result is the same whether it's purposeful ignorance or it's um it's complicit ignorance or it's just you know just ignorance um due to a lack of information the conclude the, the 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 outcome is the same and is that is because you can't put a face to it they become another and therefore the other is always an easy target to mm-hmm. make the enemy right. and dehumanize and that's ultimately where that joke comes from which is like what let's just kill them mm-hmm. yeah if they're if the other is a friend mm-hmm. then you don't think about it the same way yeah i mean how many of those people who refuse to wear masks have had someone that they know die from from covid i guarantee not a single one of them nope otherwise you'd be wearing that mask yeah yeah well said now let someone else say it all right we're gonna get into that yeah i guess it's that time (laughs) isn't it it's about that time yep all right okay so you picked well tell me about your song jake you want me to go first yeah okay uh, so this is um, by the same artist I, I uh, used a song from last week, mm-hmm. um, and this is called uh, "We Grow." And who's it by? Uh, Tyler Stenson. Okay. Um, let me pull up the lyrics here real quick. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Got him. Got him. Okay. So he, it's kind of like he just uses a lot of just different in- imagery um, in the song. Uh, my favorite lines, my favorite like lyric from the from the song is, uh, "If a seed can grow into a tree, and if that tree can grow leaves, I ask, how is that different than me? Because we both breathe and we both come from the dirt, and that's where we will return when both of our seasons fade. We're entitled to change because we grow." I just really like that because it's. I think it just it it talks about how um, we're all just regardless of what kind of living creature we are on this world, we're kind of all in in this together. Mm -hmm. And why don't we're, we're all entitled to, we're all entitled to grow in, in it's just, it's a natural progression of life and being afraid of that and being told that you can't grow in any particular way and having societal pressures telling you, you can't grow in being in being yourself like a tree just as itself by growing leaves right and and like we're going to we're going to come to that we're going to grow in that way regardless and being i guess just being comfortable with that and i guess like change is inevitable in accepting that i guess what i'm trying to say is that change is inevitable in instead of fighting that change accepting that change for what it is and being comfortable in it and it's a hopeful song and that's why i really liked it hopeful Mm mm-hmm so you're saying that this is different than last week? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I think it's... Well, I don't know if last week wasn't hopeful, right. but it, it was more along the lines of dealing with rela- dealing with relapse and falling, like feeling like you're not progressing. Mm-hmm. And this one being about growing is celebrating progress. Right. Which, I, I, which, I, which is more along the lines of how I'm feeling this week. Oh. Than I was feeling last week. I like to hear that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, the part you read, as far as the lyrics, mm-hmm. like, uh, hold on, those are my lyrics. <laughs> um, that second verse, mm-hmm. if a seed can grow to a tree, you know. Yeah. 
I I like that because whenever I write lyrics, I generally try not to rhyme. Mm -hmm. And it, it always goes with the song, right? If you're singing the lyrics of the song, it doesn't matter if it rhymes because it goes with the music, right? Yeah. And if it goes with the music well, then it doesn't matter if it rhymes and it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we rhyme, right? Yeah. So I like that it really doesn't do that. Um, I will say the chorus, though. Blech. Really? <laughs> like the balloon part. I just, it was, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. But I, that's just because of, like, um, maybe because it rhymes right there and the rest of it doesn't. I mm. don't know, but. Yeah, it's not particularly, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, okay, so there's this lyric in Splash Attack where um, David wrote, ducked, uh, uh, and uh, duct tape my hands over my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, duct tape, dude? And he was like, what? And I go, you're really going to sing duct tape, dude? <laughs> and he was like, what else do I say? And I was like, I don't know, man. If, I guess if you want to sing duct tape, he's like, those are the lyrics, Jeff. And I was like, all right, dude. So like, like blown up like balloons, like the flare end of a spoon. To me, it just brings me back to that yeah, duct that's, tape that's, argument. Yeah, that's bad. Like yeah. blown up balloons, like the flare at the end of a spoon. But I like, like one note becoming a tune. Mm -hmm. I love that line. Yeah. I love that There's line. There's some good lines in this. Yeah. Um, I like the, uh, like a high tide caused by the moon, by that, mm. um, like a flower knowing spring is coming soon. I think it's just like. We do love astronomy. I do love astronomy. Astronomy <laughs> is big for me. Um, this, this, I don't know. The, it's just. I like the, the thing, I guess the overall theme I like that is that change is, and because he keeps talking about like things that are happening regardless of human, like a tree growing and growing leaves, like tides being caused by the moon. These are all things that are going to happen whether humans are on the planet or not. Yeah, in tying, the world moves on. In timing human, the growth of a human, like the growth that we do as humans as part of that natural occurrence that is going to happen regardless of outside influence right stuff that we can't control like we can't control the moon causing tides no like we're, we're not dr evil we can't just we can't like <laughs> we're, we're users yeah <laughs> <laughs> or we're, we're not um we're not uh who's the guy from despicable me grew he's like yeah we are going to steal the moon yeah. like right we can't like anyway that's yeah. a stupid joke but i, I just like the the tying human like our growth in in as a metaphor like to the same kind of process right that Ooh, nature, like that. that nature goes yeah. through and that it's a natural thing and i don't know because i think it, you hit a mark right there when you say it's natural mm -hmm. go ahead sorry yeah so that's that's why because i just kind of attached it's to going to continue so mm -hmm. for you to stop is unnatural yeah so continue to grow mm-hmm Good choice. Anyway, so yeah, regardless of the couple really crappy lyrics, I think it's a good it's a good song. <laughs> it's just a duct tape incident for me. No, I know, but no, that is like like yeah, that the balloons. And so in the future, was, was when bad. I pick songs or you pick songs, and I, and I have a duct tape incident, mm -hmm. now we'll know what that means. It's defined now. Uh, so I picked. It's actually a cover of a song. Mm -hmm. um, the song is "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman. Okay. Formed. By oh, I did not know that was a cover from yeah. the Greatest Showman. Okay, so I'll play the Greatest Showman version for you for a second. Um, that has a lot. Of, that movie has a lot of very good songs. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. 
the piano guys do a really cool cover of um um counting the stars counting the stars oh uh, yeah yeah uh where's this is me the greatest showman um so <laughs> what's it called um newfound glory always does cover albums they did one like 20 years ago not 20 years ago 15 years ago every few years they do albums that are just cover songs and this one is from their newest cover album um but i'm going to play the original this is me from uh the greatest showman okay um because it's very different mm -hmm. from the original from what i said oh yeah very different mm-hmm I love the melody of the song. So that's the original. Mm -hmm. um, but. I like Newfound Glory's version better. Dude, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. See, now when I hear it, I only hear Newfound Glory's. It's so good. Um, so, like you, you see a shift in moods. Mm -hmm. um, last week, I was talking about Dexter's death. I was bombed out. Um, yeah. And this is talking about, you know, others putting pressures on you and yeah. breaking you down and and telling you you can or can't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very much the person, if you tell me I can't do something, it's like, you're going to look so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted something more poppy, more mm -hmm. lively. Yeah. Um, this playlist is melancholy as shit oh yeah <laughs> um so i wanted to find a song that it's kind of given me a new you know jen and i had a long conversation about just life and looking back at the the hardships we've had and kind of just saying like those those are hard times those are terrible things and i would never wish infertility and her disease on anybody mm -hmm. But maybe the beauty is in our friends, yeah, our dogs, each other, mm -hmm. our family. Maybe all of these lessons through these hardships are teaching us, it ain't that bad, dude. Like, that's the lesson. It isn't bad. You have great friends and family and, yeah. and pets and even Dexter dying. Like, what a, what a tragic and sad thing for both of us. But how amazing was that eight years? Like... It sucks, dude, and it gets hard, but there is beauty in, and maybe the foundation of this feeling is relationships, right? Maybe mm -hmm. there is beauty in relationships, but life is hard, but there's just, when it gets hard, you've got to remember the positivity and the good things. Like, I got to go to school. I miss school. I loved it so much. Clay and I were talking like, mm -hmm. he's like, man, we would skip school or we'd skip and we'd go and eat some food. And I'm like, dude, me and Jake would just get clubs at the cafeteria. <laughs> like, just, that was in the midst of all of this. Like, oh. 
terrible things, but moments like that mm-hmm. are so good. Yeah. The thing I, um, when you're talking, the, the lyric that resonated me with me most from this song was like, another round of bullets hits my skin. Yeah. Um, yes. And I just, when I heard that, I'm like, I was like, that makes me think of, of, of you, definitely, because you've like, for how much you have to deal with. But at the end of the day, like, you're still you. Yeah. Right? Like, those bullets, metaphorically, if, like, keep hitting you. Yep. But you're still Jeff Lopez. Right. And, like, I love Jeff Lopez. So <laughs> it's just... Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a really good song choice, and I'm happy to happy to hear something more uh, upbeat because it clues me into where you're at, yeah. and it's nice to know that you guys are you guys are coming out of sure. something really really difficult. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about your Newport trip. Oh yeah, so I have a funny story about that. So we we went to Newport last weekend, went straight from work, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like 11:30 when we arrive. We're we're a half hour out of Newport. Like right? we're just about to pull into Newport, and we start talking about Dexter, and the both of us are just crying, right? Mm-hmm. Just sobbing while we're driving, right? And I'm I'm speeding, dude. I'm trying to get to the campsite, and I'm driving fast through these windy roads. And she's like, "You're going pretty fast," and I was like, "Yeah, I am." While we're crying, we're having this mm-hmm. conversation. And I just said, how hilarious would it be if I got pulled over right now with both of us just crying? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get pulled over? No. No, okay. But I just thought it'd be so funny if the officer's like, do you know how fast you're going? No, I don't know. And just both of us, like a grown-ass man just sobbing. It was funny. Um, I'm peeling, as you can see. Got some sun. Uh, the sun. It was sunny. The, the beach was windy like we went down there and like me and harrison were playing and he was having a blast but it was so windy it was like we're enjoying this we're enjoying this we're enjoying this Mm -hmm. we're not enjoying this this." yeah (laughs) so we just went back to the campsite and uh we literally just hung out the campsite and talked with our neighbors a little bit and there was one point i did some day drinking and i was like just a solid like just over the edge of buzz, like mm. drunk, just a good drunk. And I'm leaning back in my chair, reading the watchman, by the way. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really? Oh my God. Um, so I was, a, is that the comic book? It's the graphic novel. It so, is. Okay. so what they did was they came out with a series of comics, like mm-hmm. comics do. Yeah. And that is the collection of it them. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just reading it and I'm just sitting there drunk reading watchmen just lounging in my mm-hmm. camp chair i look at jen i go hey jen she's like yeah i go when i die remember this moment and she's like what why and i was like it's just perfect the sun was on me the wind was blowing i'm just the bright amount of drunk reading a comic book chilling with my dog and my wife mm-hmm. i was like this is good and she's like okay and then and then we're, she's like, let's go get some food. So we go to get some food, and it was like a half hour away, and I was so mad because that good feeling mm-hmm. that I had was gone. <laughs> and the whole time I'm in that moment, I'm like, don't forget this. This feels so nice. This feels so good. The sun, the so breeze. So Newport is where you go to get your fish tacos. Dude. Did you get your fish tacos? It's closed. It's closed? It closed. It didn't. So It's, it's not c- open anymore. It's just gone? It's gone. So I ordered fish tacos from one other place. Mm-hmm. Not the same. No. It's kind of like Marshall's uh, Best yes. Burger in New York. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly that. Yeah. And I was almost thinking like uh, El Presidente does uh, uh, like pizza mm-hmm. reviews. I was like, I should just do like a fish taco review. Like just find that perfect fish taco. Um, the fish taco was good. 
but it's not the same because it's not the same as much as i mean you know this and you you love food and food history food yeah. is as much about experience it is as it is the taste of it and yeah. you have all of those me- like on top of the taste of that fish taco you have all those memories yeah so it's just never go- it's there. just never going to be the same never but that's Anyways. really sad to actually hear because I, when I heard you're going to Newport, I was like, he's going to get his fish tacos. And that's sad that it's not there. It's closed. Mm. So I'm on the hunt for fish taco on the coast. Only on the coast. I don't eat fish tacos here. Also, why the F is fish food so expensive? That's a good Seafood. point. I don't Seafood, know why I called it fish food. Fish t- <laughs> <laughs> Seafood is expensive. On the coast. I know. And it's like, that's where it comes from. Right. Uh, Rogue Brewery mm-hmm. is right there. Dude, their spirits, their bottle of whiskey, is the same price up here. Is it's it? Like, dude, I'm literally could just snatch it from the source. Why are you charging so much? Yeah, that's actually really frustrating. It's annoying. Rogue, um, Rogue's Brewery right there is pretty cool location. It is awesome. Yeah, right there on the water, yeah. and then you have Old Town Newport across the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was fun. Did you go to the lighthouse at Yakina Head? No, I've been there uh, before though. Clay broke into it once. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go there and take pictures. Yeah. I'm gonna wait till the till the winter though, and then gets the big waves. Mm, but it'll be cloudy and that's fine. Dark. That's kind of what I want. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course you do. You're so emo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, life's looking up, ladies and gentlemen. And oh, it's about that time, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah. gotta go. Do, what were we gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, um, not except for the pictures I've posted recently. Those had some sun flares. Yeah. Yeah. So Is I'm not 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 all dark. Oh no, I know. Yeah. You're, you're getting there. I'm getting there. We're moving along. Probably around wintertime, we'll be so hyped on life. And people will be like, what are you talking about? It's rainy and crappy outside. And we're like, we love life. It's awesome. I feel like we're more fall people. Than, at least for me. I'm more of a fall person than a summer person. Look, I want 90 degrees or 32 degrees. Oh. That's okay. what I want. Okay. It's just in my blood, man. <laughs> my Mexican blood. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sun, man. Cook me up. Get me tan. Bronze God. I... I'll take anywhere between 32 and 75. Have you been losing weight? Yeah. Yeah, you look like it. Thank you. I'm trying to get on that. Yeah, I'm down 40 pounds. Damn, dude. I need to get on that. I don't know if it's a healthy loss of weight. It's not. Okay. Trust me, I didn't try. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying to get on that, dude. I went to the doctor. Sorry, I'm still going. You're good. I went to the doctor and like had like all these blood tests and Mm -hmm. like cholesterol tests. I just want to tell you. I got. I had a panic attack. Like I'm afraid to die. I feel like I'm gonna die. So I got to do something. Did you have like a bad cholesterol reading? Or it something? wasn't cholesterol. It was something oh, that okay. was like indicating like change your shit, mm-hmm. and I, it scared me. Yeah. So you had a panic attack that you went to the. Oh, I had a the... panic attack at the doctor. At the doctor, which I always do. Uh-huh. Um, just because I, every time I go with Jen, it's always something bad, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Your your association with doctors is not great. And so like. They're like taking my heart rate and mm-hmm. it's like high and they're like, are you all right? And Jen's like, well, he did have a energy drink, but I think I had half one of these, which is a cup of, co- cup of coffee. Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, that'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. And then the nurse left and she's like, are you OK? I'm like, no, I, I have I'm having anxiety right now. And she's like, why? And I go, I hate these fucking places. <laughs> and she knows that. Yeah. But she's like, it's all right. They're just we're literally just getting a blood test, a mental eval for foster parenting. That's what we're doing there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm just like nervous and like freaking out and like then she starts like I just don't like it like it Jen I've seen Jen get poked and prodded and I've done the poking with the needles and everything mm-hmm. I can't imagine like the the little bit that I have to do in these meetings I'm like get me out of here 
Mr. Mr. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Happy Gilmore Mister, reference. Mister. Um, but like, you know, she's looking in my ears and like she spends like a little longer looking in one ear. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with my ear? And like, I'm just panicking, dude. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, we're going to take your blood and we're going to make sure, you know, your cholesterol and your health is all right. And then I get the results yesterday morning on my phone and I'm looking through them and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I need to change everything. And Jen's like, OK, well, if you want to, you know, we'll change some dietary things and we'll, um, you know, she makes my lunch every day because mm-hmm. it's awesome. But she's like, maybe I'll change, change this and change this. And how would you feel about this? And how would you feel about that? And I was like, stop. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm freaking out right now. Just don't talk about it anymore. And I kind of freaked out. Mm-hmm. But I got to get healthier, dude. I'm trying to get on that 40-pound weight loss. <laughs> That's a little bit of vulnerability there. Fat man scared. You're not fat. Oh, I'm obese, man. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, screw those. Screw those because I'm still labeled as like as obese, I'm just saying according to those medical scales I'm not playing basketball I'm not doing all this stuff anymore and it's depressing Dude, I will shoot hoops with you I went to WSU the they took the hoops down of at the main did. court Oof. but there's that sneaky court over here we should hit up yeah maybe this jump, weekend jump the fence are you gone yeah. this weekend uh, I worked Saturday but I'm I'm good Sunday okay we'll do something all right I mean I'm hiking and stuff but it's sedentism too much sedentary yeah. lifestyle. Anytime you want to go, I mean, I know you work during the week, but anytime on a weekend you want to go and do a photography, you want to go do a photography hike with me, let me know. That'd be rad. I'm All doing right. it. Okay. All right. Sorry for that, guys. <laughs> You're good. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>